Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Path of Believer. So actually, uh, this episode is really, really cool because it's a, pretty much a continuation from Greg's episode from before. Um, but this is just another deep talk episode where we just go into the perfectness of being able to go down to yourself and ask for help when help is needed. So please um, listen to this. We would love to hear your comments, your, your feedback and what you think. And then at the end of it all, be blessed. I, well, I just want to say before you, uh, it is fantastic uh, to be back again. Come on, bro. I was I, I was thinking yeah. like how last um, last time I was here, it was, man. That, you know, I, I'm really hoping they invite me back again. So, uh, dude, honestly, like, honestly, a- like since the beginning, we were talking how, but we need more mics. So, yeah. I know Lord just provide. Uh, I believe He will. Like yeah. get at least two to th- not two to three, three to four people always like mm. on it because I just love the family dynamic oh, yeah. of just like being around a table and yeah. just talking about it. Um, like in general, it's it, it gives more voice, right? And uh, you see more perspectives. It's it's nice like with two people, but I think it's even better when there's more. I yeah. think it's because me, me and you have been together for so long that you know that uh, a lot of things that we talk about, a lot of things that we go, we pretty much have the same exact alignment because right. We, we, we've been growing pretty much together. Exactly. Um, bringing somebody from the side, it actually brings them to the point where it goes. Yeah. And it, sometimes it, it actually not only uh, does it put our structure to a test, but also like, okay, what, uh, what how is this can be more valuable to us and also to, to our viewers. Right. Uh, but uh, right away, putting into going to this discussion of this topic keeps coming up, especially um, in the past couple of weeks is that Christians as a family, we're, we're all body of Christ and we all work as one. We all, work together we function as one body now uh the big the best example as i can have is that the pancreas it creates the insulin come on but mm. the insulin is nothing if it cannot get to the bloodstream and mm. go to the cells they need to absorb the glucose out of the body otherwise the person goes into hyper hyperglycemia and uh or ketoacidosis which pretty much can be fatal in right. the long run um but uh, what happens is that the pancreas needs to release something to the body Mm. And technically, the body has something that needs to get from the pancreas. Mm. Same thing that can happen in a Christian's life is that sometimes a person needs to release something into the body, and another person needs it. But what happens if the body, if the cells that need the insulin, mm. do not choose to ask for them? So you're saying if if, if the body can't tell the pancreas, there's no that communication. Then yes, because then- it comes up to a point of like you know it's it's a guilt trip that we as Christians put on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not going to go ask him because maybe it makes me look weaker. Mm. Okay, maybe, okay, I need help. I do not know how to do this. And I'm and I'm going through this endless cycle of, let's say, addictions of all these things. I'm going through this endless cycle. So now when I want to reach out for help, this guilt trip gets put on me, which is guilt comes from the devil. Right. Well, guilt, shame, and uh, condemnation comes from the devil. So if that gets put on me, I won't be able to reach out to a friend, reach out to a fellow, yeah. uh, what's called, co, uh, co-heir of Christ, reach, reach, yeah. out, reach out to them and say, hey, I need your help and because then that person has something valuable for me. But mm. so let's talk about that for a little bit. Yeah. So where do you think, I mean, we're looking at the times of the apostles. Um, it doesn't seem like it was that way, but where, where did that happen? Where, you know, why did that happen? How did that come about where people started? Do you think that this is something as a result of maybe people just becoming really comfortable with this idea of church and it became, it's like, so, Almost it became kind of cool to be a Christian and where you, you're trying to keep up an image as you're trying to look at like, man, I'm I'm a certain way and I have to make sure that all the all the, you know, the other people think of me a certain way. And mm. um, That's a good so you're trying to put on this look, whereas I mean, it, 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 the scriptures describe the apostles to be very straightforward and they were they would rebuke yeah. each other they would right they would they were say things straight up paul was really savage and peter and and you look at them <laughs> they were they were straight up and i think i think where this comes into play and uh the biggest factor we can have we can happen is during the fact that when the roman roman catholic church took over mm-hmm. it became more of presenting yourself as an image versus mm-hmm. presenting yourself as a body mm. okay you see uh as you were speaking i just i just remember when it comes to um Constantine, uh, he, when he was going over, he did tell God, God, if you help me capture the Ro- the Roman Empire, I will create a church for you. And he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That created the Roman Catholic Church. And from then on, until Martin Luther King, uh, right? Martin Luther King? Yes. Martin, 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 Martin Luther. Luther. Yeah, sorry, not Martin Luther King. Martin Luther, <laughs> when he posted that thing onto the wall that yeah. created crazy chaos. Um, up to that point, it was coming, 
going, coming, going, coming, going, paying taxes, paying tidings to a church. But it was became such a humongous widespread religion versus an identity of Christ in the church. Because before that, it was the, the Bible, like it was pretty much biblical ages up until that point. Hmm. You know, thinking about all this that you, you guys just said, it, it brings up this thought of like, you know, we live in this culture where feminism is like permeating everything. Mm. And it's almost like, you know, it's creeping into uh, the men in the same sense of like, hey, we are supposed to be like masculine, right? So we don't don't let, you know, women take over. But at the same time, there's like a healthy balance of like taking certain aspects from the women quality of that. Hey, sometimes I just need to ask for help, yeah. right? Like um, Adam received Eve as a helper. Mm-hmm. He had to, you know, ask her for help. He didn't just like, you know, telepathically communicate to her like, hey, Eve, I need to go tend the garden. Yeah. And can you help me? Like it ultimately is a dying to self in that moment, I think, where you're coming before that person who you know you're just like vulnerable and hey i have this task at hand Mm -hmm. can you help me accomplish it you could go by yourself technically you know you can be Mm -hmm. hey i'm I'm a man you know i'm supposed to be the the head of the family the strong but the thing is believe it or not guys go through problems guys have like things that they you know feel heavy on at the end of the day you know whether you're a single guy whether you're a married guy you know vasa can probably talk about the marriage aspect of it um but you need somebody to express that too i mean greg like we talk all the time and stuff yeah. and it I, I personally i don't know about you but i feel like a lifting off me like where i share my things of the day that happened or whatever it is the task and i'm like hey bro i really need like some help of just like how to deal with this situation, uh, whether it is an emotional type of state, right? Uh, or whether it is a, a state of physical need, so right? So it goes back to the importance of carrying each other's burdens. Right, right. You know, helping helping, helping the person that's next to you that carries a burden. You know, Jesus says, pick up your own cross and walk. But then he's he uh, later on, it comes up to carry each other's burdens. Mm-hmm. I forgot, is that mm-hmm. in uh, Hebrews or... I don't remember exactly where that where it's written. That actually appears many times. Though, yes, Testament. so many times. And so we're supposed to, as a church, carry each other burdens. You know, um, true religion is caring for the widows and the, and the orphans. But right. when you see somebody struggling, when you see your finger is hurting, the whole body hurts. Speaking of finger. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah, guys, like just a little background story. In case you're wondering and watching this live, uh, we were setting up the studio setup and just... Uh, Ended up catching the light because it was falling <laughs> and busted my finger. And like my whole body felt that, trust me. Yeah. Like, and surprisingly, this goes with what we're talking about. I'm like, hey, I can kind of like act like a man and be like, oh, I got this on my, as Vasya said, just like, you know, you can suck on it. And, it, but I didn't want to give a weird vibe, be like, yo, this is some vampire stuff right here. Like, what are they doing here? Like, you know, sucking on his finger and stuff. Yeah, but we- I ultimately had to humble myself and be like, hey, Vasya. You're a guy too, and I need your help. And like, you know, I need a mandate or whatever it is. And, you know, yeah, um, I, you know, that when you brought up, you're talking about Adam and Eve, and you're talking about the helper. Um, it, it's really a fantastic point, especially when you think that you said God made Adam, and it, the way He made him was that He would need a helper. Yes, he, basically, God designed man. As someone who cannot operate alone, that's right. a, like he just is. It didn't. He didn't say, "Oh man, you know what?" I look at Adam and it's like, if you, you know, if he wants to, he can have." No, he's like, "No, he needs a helper." That's how I made him. He, God looked and, he, and God just said, "This guy needs help." Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, yeah it's pretty funny. So like the, the reality God, is, God looked at our lives and then each one was this. Was this say, guy needs help. I was about Come to on. say, like, if you look at my life, you, you know. You, you know, you know, I don't even think you need God to show you, but you're like, you know, Greg needs some help sometimes. But um, but that's the, the first fact that we have to, before we talk about anything else and go on, is that you realize that's how we were made. We, we were made help. where we need, uh, you can't operate, oh man, I'm so self-sufficient. I'm so, yeah, I understand being independent, you know, from your parents and being financially independent, all, all those sort of things, good things. But you were made to a certain degree. And this doesn't mean that you will always, as an at every point of your day, 
at every point of your life, you will always need someone, you know, all the time. No, but, but you will, everyone will come to a point in their life where they cannot make it out alone. And that is just a fact it, that you will face a time where if it wasn't for your friend, your wife, your, your parents, whoever, you cannot make it out. So you, if you think yeah. that you can make it out alone all the time, you're just lying to yourself. No, I, I really um, can resonate with that. But bringing back to, to the off of you, what you said, we need help. So you said, where did it get lost? The fact that we need help. Mm. Where did I get lost? Of being as a body where we see one person struggling, we're able to um, selflessly tell it right yeah. away. Selflessly put it yourself in. And uh, I think it all comes down to personal pride, mm. personal, personal um, self-worth. If we see ourselves as, um, if we see ourselves all high and mighty, we have to build up that image to maintain that high and mightiness that we put mm. ourselves up to. Mm -hmm. So then, whenever I'm going through something, I cannot turn to you. I cannot tell you because now in your mind you will see how broken I actually am inside. Mm. So let's talk about the importance of being real with one another. Well, the first that comes first to mind, um, and. I, it didn't come to me initially, um, but then the Lord showed how it ties in with this. Um, today, I was just like meditating on the word and the Lord said to mention this, the verse where it talks about the Lord is close to those who are low and poor in spirit. Poor in spirit. Mm -hmm. So this is the thing you, when you come to that point and we all come to it, I don't care who you are. You, you can be like, you know, like Daniel Colenda. Even he has moments where he has to go talk to probably his friends like Michael and Todd, right? They have to like just, you know, express their stuff because all of us go through things in life. The devil doesn't sleep. Yep. And what's what's the easiest way for him to basically, you know, win over you? I isolate you. Right. It, 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 the depression state ultimately is a result of isolation. isolation. Wow. Yep. Amen. Oof, that's big. It's a big. That's a big fact you just brought up, and I kind of want to resonate. I want you to talk about it, Greg. Yeah, it's a big, big thing to talk about. So, you you come to this place of hey, I'm isolated. You you could get help. You can express your burdens and ultimately cut the root off, sever it, as my brother Cheggy loves to say it, <laughs> sever it at the root. But you don't because you're like, hey, I'm supposed to hold up this image. As Vasil was talking, and so ultimately, this thing starts taking such root, and it's not no more longer this little weed. It's this big, mighty oak tree, mm -hmm. and you're just like, "Hey, I'm. Uh, it's already this big, and I can't get out of it." Mm -hmm. And so now, you know, you might try doing medication and all this other stuff, but hey, that's just a temporary fix. That's a a tampon, mm -hmm. ultimately. Well. Uh, <laughs> Yes. The thing is, it's uh, you're bringing up that that self-image thing, you know, and it's crazy. You know, Jesus says the things that people, man honors and the things that they value are not the things that God values. Right. Yep. And it's you, and then you also brought up the, the verse about God, um, those who are humble, poor and, in spirit. you know, poor in spirit. Right. God looks at them and his heart is moved because he says heaven and earth are my footstool. I have everything. But there's one thing that it moves God, you know, just like that, that uh, scripture where Jesus said, who touched me? What he was saying is, you know, I touch people all the time. I'm Jesus. But every once in a while, somebody touches me. You know, somebody wow. moves my heart. Right. And um, and God is saying when people have that humility where they're just like all of heaven moves, you know, God is moved. But the, the irony of it is that man is the exact opposite. Is that when they see someone who, who just becomes undone and says, guys, like, I need prayer, you know, you guys know what I did last week. Or if you didn't, you know, you don't want to know, <laughs> you know, or you, you don't want to know what's going on with me. I, dude, I just need some prayer or, you know, I, I'm just losing it, guys. I honestly, I'm doubting. I'm whatever it is, you know, just, just be real. And people are like, dude, that was so undignified. That was so, you know, come on, can't you hold it together? Like, yeah, you know, you know, keep some things private, man. You don't have to let everybody know. Like you're, you're making us look bad. People have that thing. And sometimes, you know, even family members will sometimes like, you know, uh, talk to you. I've, I've had people like that where they're like, Greg, you know, just you don't talk about that sort of thing publicly or or even maybe not necessarily even publicly. It was just don't share that with that certain person or, or whatever. And you're like, you know what? I was being raw and I was being I was sharing because 
because I'm not holding, I'm not lifting up my image. And the reason why I was sharing is because that, that information lifted up Jesus. It showed it, it was that moment where the need for Jesus, the need for Jesus, but also lifted up kind of where he took me from from yeah. here and he lifted me up to being raw. And it, and, 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 it, and it was to say, like, look, look, brother, I mean, it looks like things are going well in my life right now, mm. but you don't know what was happening just a few months ago or, or a Come year on. ago. You don't know. You don't know how close I was and how difficult and how, you know. Yeah. So uh, but people kind of, you know, we have that pressure to just say, Oh, look at how consistent I am. But the mm. beauty is really when you're like, no, look how consistent he is. Yeah, the, the, biggest, I mean? the biggest I'm not. Just sticking to that. Um, oh, it's called. I have downfalls and uh, it's just like everybody else. Mm. But what happens is because uh, me, Daniel, Greg, Masha, Solomia, and Andre, mm. uh, we're a part of we're a part of a group that is able to foster the presence of the Holy Spirit every week. Yeah. Um, it becomes difficult to come out every single week and come out every single week fully engulfed by the presence of God if you continuously have downfalls, but you're not able to bring right. somebody else into. So what, what what we have done, and I think that this was a strategic made by God, was we had people that came together that, you know, our hearts are so open towards each other that if I fall or if I have a low point, if I'm going through a point of of loneliness, I can reach out to Greg, I can reach out to Daniel, I can reach out to Andre, I can reach out to Solmia, Masha. It's an openness of just like, hey, I will listen, but not only listen, I will also be there with you, I'll pray with you, I'll walk this with you, I will push you forward. Because, you know, for me, the biggest thing was, um, this is my, this is kind of my, my life on the thing, uh, just because this kind of makes perfect sense uh, until God had to change that uh, a while ago. And so, <laughs> This is kind of funny. Uh, to me, the perfect thing is that that I took the fact that if I'm walking with God, I'm walking with God. Okay, I have to have that that perfect, you know, like everything else. So what happened is that I'm walking with God, but then all and I heard this this perfect sermon. I've mentioned it before. Like like if you fall, it's your choice how fast you get up. Right. You know? I've shared this so many times. It's your choice. And like, yes, I've fallen, but instantly my first motive was I do not want to lose the presence of God. So I'd run back to the secret place, run back to, to his feet and just be, you know, back at it. I'm just grabbing. And then like, it came to a point where I wasn't sharing. I wasn't sharing a single thing. I wasn't sharing a single thing. But at one point, I felt like God's presence was kind of declining in my life just because I was going through the cycle. And I didn't realize I was going through a cycle of just like, Sinning, repenting, sinning, repenting, sinning, repenting, where it just became a repentance cycle mm. where a lot of Christians get caught up in. Mm. And so until I reached out to actually Dennis, <laughs> uh, until I reached out to Dennis and me and Dennis started talking mm. uh, a few months ago. And it was just like where I was just like, this is what's actually going on. My trajectory, my vision with God is that as a Christian, we're supposed to have this perfect linear uprise that like the um we actually we were talking about this this morning again the funny thing is that as we're rising up with god um this purity is like oh the dirt the dirt that you have and the purity is like purity zero dirt is a hundred displaced and then like it slowly gets displaced you know and so it's a continual rise of sanctification yes that's exactly what we were, we were talking about sanctification where you're continuously rising and being pured daily purified daily and so what happened uh, to me a few months ago was the fact that I stopped and it plateaued. Right. And it, there wasn't a rise. I was a Christian. I had a perfect relationship. The Holy Spirit was talking to me. But what happens is that whenever you plateau, you've become Luke. You get, and so a lot of people realize that, okay, I built a platform. I built a decision. Now, what do I do? You know, speaking of this incline, the Lord just showed me right now. Uh, tying in with what we were kind of talking about medicine uh, a little bit. And this is the thing. So if you know, you probably learned this in biology. I mean, even if you're not going for medicine, like we are in the sphere, you should know this. Uh, anaerobic and aerobic um, ATP synthesis, right? When it's anaerobic without oxygen, meaning you're getting help, it's you're getting like two ATPs. It's very slow versus when you're doing aerobic, you're getting 30 ATP. So the thing is, the power right there, the Lord's just tying this analogy in with power. ATP is ultimately energy, power. So this is the thing. When you ask for help, you have more power in that yes. situation. 
Yeah. And so so the, the what's called a lot of Christians get to this plateau. I just want I just want to hit on this real quick because it was it was an important moment in my life where we get to this plateau and we realize that yes, God's gonna be using me. I'm gonna have a serious repentance, God's gonna be using you. And this is where it's a very big thing. Like, like does my image value more to me than my connection with God? Wow. You know? And that's the decision I had to make. Does my image in the sight of my friends ha have more value to me than my connection and my growth with God? And whenever the Holy Spirit like convicted me of that, it was instantly, I just, just, I just realized it. And I was like, no, you are not doing this to me, devil. And I just went straight and I, and I started talking. I had to express everything. And then I was able to just like have a trajectory again. And, and the thing is with you doing that, like th going back to that analogy, the anaerobic it's a very short burst of energy when exactly. it, when it's aerobic it's prolonged mm -hmm. so you are able to be not burnt out and not only that anaerobic without without oxygen uh when your body metabolizes without oxygen it pre creates Lactic really acid. toxic byproducts yes that will weigh you down and create cramps and aches and bruises yeah. right yeah man wow <sighs> This is good. Uh, I saw the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, I love it. But Go for it, Greg. As, as Vasily, you were talking about, um, you're talking about this plateau, and you're talking about kind of maintaining that image in front of people. And immediately thought of, um, I remember the quote. Uh, Len Ravenel said, "You're only as spiritual as you want to be," and that wow. and that quote well, that will that will tear you apart right there. That will tear you up. But it's one of those things where you can be like, "Oh yeah, duh, of course." But but it's actually way deeper than thinking, okay, you're only as spiritual as you want to be. But where it gets deep is it's not necessarily um, intuitive to think that, hey, if you want to just be spiritual enough to where people think you're pretty Christian, you can be that spiritual because that's yeah. how, as in like, if that's how, what level you want to be at, oh, you can just, achieve just, it. Just, to, you, just another quote that exactly runs up yeah. to it is, um, I think it was Michael Miller who said that God will use exactly the amount that you give to him mm. yeah as much of you as you give to him your yeah, yieldedness exactly the same thing. your yieldedness and uh what's oh, good go ahead yeah and um so if, if you're if you're if that's your goal in in your walk with god is well i want people to think of me as i'm spiritual look you know how how, how spiritual people thought the pharisees were they, they really did <laughs> Yo. No, 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 they got it they got it they achieved that spirituality and but the thing is what a sad spirituality. You know, because people walked around, they're like, man, and to the point where Jesus even had to say, guys, if you want to be in the kingdom of heaven, your, your, uh, your righteousness has to exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees. So, it, but if your, if your relationship with God, if what you want to be is God, I want to get deep. I want to get on that level. Then, then God will match you at that. Yes. He will. He takes mm -hmm. that seriously. He does not play around. You know, when people are like, God, I mean this, I'm literally ready. Yeah. I'm here and whatever it costs, Ooh, uh, the just take it. Cost. You know, and, 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 and Jesus takes that seriously. You can but look the, at, But the importance of family yeah. in that situation, you know, we're talking about, we're talking about the fear of inconveniencing someone else. Yeah. This is tying in with what you were just saying this image the pharisees and the verse just clicked with me carrying a form of godliness or an image of godliness but denying its power Oof. denying its power we were just talking about that power <laughs> that's why they had no power right and, well um, it, even if they did right like because you know ultimately there was like you know them trying to heal and all that stuff before like they believed in deliverances um because you know i love the chosen dude, the cho expressing the, expressing the, it yeah, yeah. where well, they try to cast out to, yes. yeah i mean that's like you know illustration and you can't exactly go by it but like that imagery is so beautiful in that like in expressing this idea uh so this is the thing like they had that short short burst of energy but it wasn't prolonged meaning they didn't carry on a consistent basis and that's because they didn't ask for help like they're like oh man i'm this pharisee like i'm you know this position of power and look yeah. at this i, I want to tie in jesus into this so watch this jesus all powerful god goes down Oof. to heaven he does not make his image yeah, heaven, from heaven to earth. Sorry, <laughs> Lord, thank you. That, that green tea is making. Yeah, <laughs> um, he comes down to earth. 
he humbles himself before the apostles to ask them for help. He doesn't need help. He's like, hey, bring me this donkey or hey, go to this building and ask that hey, we can stay. Stay with stay. me and pray. Right. Or look at this. Multiplying. That's the, that's, that's the biggest one. Stay with me and pray. He needed, even though he's an all-powerful God, that he's right. the son of God and the son of man. And he has the perfect, pure relationship with God to any single person on the whole entire planet. He asked somebody that wasn't even close to his purity level. And he said, I need your help in prayer. So God, in uh, Jesus, in all his splendor and wonder, he humbles himself. He puts down, he could be this proud, you know, Pharisee in a sense, uh, but he doesn't. He, he humbles himself an all powerful, controlling the whole universe with a snap of a finger, destroying everything or whatever. The example where he fed the 5,000 and actually somebody else brought this up. He didn't just feed, feed I saw this video. He's like, abundance that, yes, abundance. this is the thing. He fed like a multitude of people twice. First was 5,000. The second time was 4,000. Four, four, I'm pretty sure. But anyways, detail wise, uh, you can fact numbers, check numbers, us on that. Numbers. Right. Um, but this is the thing. Jesus asked that boy for the, like had the apostle come up first. So it's a double like uh, yeah. a manner of help first he he made the apostle humble himself before the boy and ask him for you know food and all that stuff then the other aspect of humbling is from jesus to the mm -hmm. apostles where he humbled himself and asked him to go actually yeah. do the act versus jesus coming up to the boy so to accomplish this mighty task mm -hmm. of feeding so much people right while he could just be like hey just as in moses's time he could have had Food fall from heaven, mana and all that stuff, but he didn't. I think ultimately this was a form of, hey, I'm going to lower myself before the people to show them that, hey, sometimes it's not about showing that, hey, I'm this holy person and all this stuff. It's about, hey, I have power and dominion over everything, but there's things that are more important than just being carrying this image. There's points where you just got to step back. And for the sake of, you know, having somebody else grow in meekness and humbleness and all this stuff, ask them for help. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I actually don't remember if this is you who said this last week, but. Um, no, it was quiet last week. Okay. It was Vlad. Okay. Well, uh, we were, someone said something about. Uh, was how, this a beat side? Could, yeah, I think. Well, you guys will remember if anything, but how we could technically. Okay, man, you know, my knee hurts. Yeah, that's fine. Heal it in the name of Jesus. Right. You know, oh, but, that was so but God good. sometimes is like, no, you, you're praying. In, in the secret place. The Holy Spirit says, someone mm, else mm, has mm, an answer mm, for you. Somebody else. Is Go and talk to someone. Stop being so macho. Right. Stop being so, I got everything. Yeah, which right away, that's the example of uh, um, that I'm going to bring up is right, right as I was listening to it, Masha actually came up to me and my back was really, really hurting yeah. that day. And I'm not sure if I shared, I, I did write about it later on, but I was just like, um, my back was really hurting. And I was just like, as she, she finished talking to me, she was walking. I was like, Hey Masha, can you pray for my back? Cause I have the gifts of healing. I have, you know, like I, I have that, but just me having it, you know, I could be like, God, in the name of Jesus, heal my back, right, right. you know, but no, it was just like, Hey, Masha, can you please take time to pray for me? Mm. And she just touched me and my back, like before she even started praying, my, all my back pain and everything was gone. Come on, Jesus. Yes. Like the warmth of the warmth of God, just the Holy Spirit just filled, filled my back and it just it was all reassembled. And I was just like, wow. But that moment of just like, even right after the last message where he said that there is other people that can use their gifts for your life and God specifically put them there to use for your life. All you need to do is ask. So I, I took that right away. I put it to test. With my back, I literally mm. like maybe like a minute and a half after he spoke, Come I was just on, like, "Please test." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the beauty of that is that you're, you are saying, "God, I want you to to do your will in my life," but you're also letting God do, work His will in His favorite like style. I guess you could say God has a style, Oof. and His style is, Working you know, I could I could do things, yeah. He's like, I love people and I love to move through people. Jesus. And he says, man, you know what? Yeah, I could just, 
if you if you're asking lord you know send this one thing yeah i could i could do it the way i did with, with i can Elijah. make the money I, rain from the heavens I could. he's like but do you know what when i when i use three or four people and i make it like this complicated chain where you're just your mind is blowing up yeah. right and then four four or five different people and then their right. families and their kids and their relatives and they all hear this testimony everybody's in on that testimony come on because look at that so the disciples were part of uh, mm. you know jesus Ask the disciples. He, he made himself says, oh, I need your help from the disciples. Mm -hmm. And the disciples says, okay. And then he asks help from a child. The right. beauty. And, and, and so what Jesus did, he knew that a child could help him. You know, and that kind of humility, you know, plants the seed, you know, and the child, it, everyone watching gets in on this huge uh, just work of, of God. And that's the beauty of asking help is that you're plugging everyone in on what God is doing. And you're not, and, and, and honestly, some of you, I don't know who's listening. Some of you, the reason why you're saying, God, I don't know what's going on in my life. I don't see it. I don't see any because of that stuff step out, yeah. is because you're never asking for help. And, 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 and look, if God were to answer you in your own secret, like, Oh, I need help. God heal my shoulder. The testimony would be, would be minimal. It would be minimal. And secondly, because you're so afraid of like getting out there, what would be the point? You would never even glorify God. You wouldn't tell someone. You would never share the testimony, you know? And so why, like, why should, why should the Lord, you know, even, you know, pour into you when, when all you're doing it is for yourself, but Lord, Oof. the Lord, when you say, man, I want to bless people. I want God to get the glory that the Lord's like, man, I want Daniel to be blessed by, hmm. but still to be blessed by, I want Greg. And then they're still going to share it on the podcast. Come on, <laughs> yeah, Lord. Yeah. You know, whatever. Well, what's called? Um, this actually brings brings up an uh, important factor. Just because your heart is willing to ask, doesn't mean the person that you're asking's heart is ready to give. Mm. Okay, and uh, it can hurt you. Yeah. When you ask out of the need and like the um, brokenness twist. out of your out of your heart and out of your life, where you have no other chances, you just go to this person that you have that you think that's up there and you're just like, I need your help. And then they don't give you the proper help. Mm. That's know? a fantastic point. And so, so, sorry to interrupt, but, but go ahead. Um, I take it, take it away. Oh, the, okay. Cause the, the reason why is we were actually kind of talking a little bit about we this were. earlier. I mean, it seems like we always talk just about everything, but <laughs> the Lord knows. The Lord knows. Um, this is why he brings it up before. I know we always say this, but, but yeah, but um, we were talking about how you can, sometimes come in that humility and ask for for someone to help you and like you were saying and uh it, it's kind of how in that moment where jesus um a canaanite woman comes up and jesus is just ignoring her hmm. you know and you're thinking geez Ouch. i wouldn't do that but lord i mean i'm not half as spiritual as you but i wouldn't ignore her you know right. um you know and and well, who knows? You know, maybe, we, but uh, <laughs> but no, but the, it was uncomfortable for the disciples and uh, oh, whenever she was uh, yeah, putting out oil on his feet. Oh no, no, no. So I'm talking about. Is, is, she says, um, uh, so she's she has a demon possessed daughter, and uh, she's asking, and uh, Jesus says, uh, oh, I, I was here for the, I was not not sent for um for those other than uh the, the lost sheep of Israel. So he's saying, you know, you're you're not. You're not the chosen one, basically. And Jesus said that. And then she says, but even the dogs get to eat you oh, know, the yes. crumbs. Oh, yes. Oh, so, wow. Wow. How did that slip my mind? Well, I was very vague. So I, you could be thinking of a lot of moments that Jesus um, was. But, but anyways, what I'm trying to get at is there are moments where you you come and I just, you're just so low. And and just when you think you can't get any lower, it seems like they just kick you, you know? And so, and I think it's interesting that, yeah, we were talking about how, you know, good it is to be humble, but sometimes I think a lot of people forget to, to mention the fact that, to be honest, part of the reason why it's such a big gesture to come and humble yourself is because there is the possibility that the person you're going to ask will misunderstand you because they're humans, even if they are very spiritual and love Jesus, they could misunderstand you and then just kick you while you're already down. And yep. you were telling me some, some man, some just rough yeah, moments which in I, your which life. Which I won't share. But, uh, but I mean, I've had them. I know Daniel was, uh, I, yeah, Daniel's had we've them talked, we, we've all had them. But, but there's a reason for it is because um, as a Christian, and this is where the thing is, it's our responsibility to be always open to help. Mm. 
Okay, it's your responsibility through the strength that Jesus has instilled in you to have the power and love to help the person in need. Okay, it's not only about get, 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 but you're also giving and giving and giving as well. It's a continual cycle of you whatever you get you also give right you know and like this is where it becomes like um where it's hard is that when a person is not connecting to jesus at that moment at that time you know like um we hear uh, i'm just gonna say this this plain uh, thing we hear sometimes that uh you know you're just like well uh that was just me that wasn't from god and i'm just like well then what's the whole point of you being with god Hmm. because if, if you see a person that comes up to you in need you're person they're not coming up to vice they're coming up to jesus that's inside of vice right you know i shared this one testimony where that uh which uh what's called kid who was into witchcraft where he said where he said past me he said where were you and he wasn't speaking to me he was speaking to the holy spirit inside of me right and that anger and strife that came out of his voice was a demon that was coming and god's power stopped it and i was just like it went past me like it was just like you know, it's beyond me. And when people come up to us, they, they sometimes they don't care about what you have to say. They care about what Jesus has to say inside of you. So as Christians, we have to have that power and love that only comes from the Father to love our neighbors every of ourselves, to be able to lay our own life down before them and just like be able to lift them up, even if it means taking a bullet for them. So it sounds like what you're saying is you're talking about the availability aspect of a Christian. Yes. And can I bring up two examples actually that ties in with this that happened actually pretty recently? One, the first one is I want to honor like Bogdan Bodarenko, um, the pastor at LSY or Living Stream Church. That's the youth. But um, he did this act where uh, I think it was his brother, uh, Ruslan, but he had like a medical bill and his brother basically Ruslan he's like hey if you want to help me with the bill uh, I don't know if it was a joke or anything but he's like here's my cash app you know send it over and it's not a huge bill but his brother just still sent him like you know a a, a sum right and he's like he said his brother is in such a position where he always no matter who he sees in need as much as he can he'll always try to help them and that's that like availability and the second aspect of it yeah, it actually inspired other people to give as well, um, surprisingly, through that act. So kind of we were talking how Jesus, like, he he didn't need to, but it helped uh, to create this ripple effect where it teaches others to be generous and, you know, available. But another act is, like, this one guy, he uh, – I, I saw this also on Instagram, where he was uh, basically got renewed, uh, came to the Lord, reborn, and he had a huge desire to go to Bible school. And he needed like $3,000 in a short amount of time. And the Lord technically could have sent a businessman, one person to like cover that, right? To him, it'd be like, you know, pocket change, some rich guy. And there are rich Christians, you know. Um, But the Lord used the whole body to fund this thing. And it was a ripple effect. So like what it's kind of tying in with this is, you know, sometimes it can be just like a simple, you know, mana falling out of the sky. But the Lord sometimes wants to just use his whole body, as we were talking about, to yeah. just get us to this position or redirect our hearts to a position of not pride, but of a, posi- a position of lowliness and uh, poor in spirit where we are like, hey, God, um, this brother in need, I, I want to sow at least a little into him and just basically the help that he was asking for. Just show him that, hey, it's OK to ask for help. And, you know, to have him know that there's a whole body behind him. He's not just a, a single-celled organism. He has mm. a whole million trillion cells in this whole world around in Asia and Africa, everywhere. So, That's all behind him. So um, to the point of the availability aspect, um, remember I said, I said they're not coming up to you. Like Vasem, they're coming up to Jesus. And some right. people some people are actually um there's the whole sewing and everything else that which right. is what you're talking about, which is giving up giving up something like that and being available that way financially. But then there's the point of like being able to help spiritually, like where it's just like a spiritual breakthrough because you carry the, the Christ inside you. And uh, the reason why the Bible says that our words have the power to build or destroy, to give life or to break down life. The reason why I'm, I'm summarizing, but the reason why it says that is because out of the iniquities of your heart, your mouth speaks. Mm, so what good. you fill yourself up with is exactly what's going to come as a response, even though you don't want to and you're 
being does not want to say it. Sometimes you you do not understand that what the person needs is not you. Mm. And this is where the importance of the secret place comes into the importance of spending time with the gospel, with the gospel and God and just Christ and just all of it and worshiping him. It all comes into fact because you're not only able to build off of like, oh, I'm a good person because I'm a Christian and I go to church. But then it becomes like I'm able to give people not for myself anymore mm. because giving people from yourself creates this false image of you. Right. And this is, and then, then it can cycle back to where we were talking before, where now you're giving, and now you cannot receive because your pride is too high to, right. be able to put yourself down to receive. Right. Okay. This cycle in Christianity is just you have to keep this humble heart of, guys, I need help, but also when somebody is in help, you're able to help him out because you have right. a connection to a living, breathing Come on. God. Yes. Wow. Yeah, so, so it's great I, that I, I know we're we're hitting some deep deep no, things here, it, but like this is this is important because this is like something that we that sometimes we don't preach and sometimes we don't hear about is because the importance of being Christ continuously when somebody's in need, and the importance of you know sometimes you need to be quiet and let God speak rather than you with your humanly mind trying to speak into someone else's deadly situation. Come on, wow, wow! I love that that we just transitioned from so. We transition from first, you have to be in a place where you can ask for help. You know, we were talking about that. And yeah. then now you just like flip-flop, like, okay. But if someone needs help, this is how you provide it. And that, right. I think that's beautiful. So, it, and it's, it's very important that you can always be on both sides. You know, you, you know, Jesus goes from, uh, you know, from being alone with, with his father and saying, Lord, I I only do what you you know what you show me. Hmm. I yeah. only follow you, and then he just goes out and then just heals people and then provides for everybody. Yeah. So he gets filled there and then he so he's looking, you know, to his father. You know, he's asking for help from disciples from all these other people, and then he's but he's also always pouring out into other people. So. Um, it, it, both sides of things have to happen simultaneously. Some yes. people, the other thing is, some people kind of think that, oh, I can't pour out and in, in or provide any kind of um, help for anybody until first I get my life in order. And I'm sorry, but you're, first of all, your life will never be as perfect as you want it to be. Mm. Um, and secondly, some people try to do the opposite where they all they want to do is pour out. They, mm. They're like, no, you guys, you guys can come <laughs> to the altar. I'm just going to preach. I'm never going to come up here because this is for like members, you know. No, this is for the sinners. This is for the sinners, but I've already done, done you know, I've already repented before and I don't need to do it again. You know, you know it's funny, um, just so. because you mentioned that, I just want to go off this little <laughs> thing. Oh, oh, that's actually convicting so badly right now. Um, when I was younger. For you? Yeah, for me. For me. <laughs> when I was true. younger, uh, this is the funny part. After I went to the altar the first time and I just felt the presence of God, I was just like, God, I don't care if I'm in sin or if I'm not in not in sin. I'm running up to that altar every single time mm -hmm. when they call. And like the funny thing is God put it to a test. And I didn't realize it, but like God put it to a test. Seven or eight Sundays in a row. Altar <laughs> call after altar call after altar. They're like, after what the have you one, been doing with your life? After the fourth one, I'm just like, I'm honestly good. I don't even know like why I'm up here. Like I'm just like, I made a promise. And then like after the fifth one, I'm just like, I'm not going. I'm not, I have no reason to go up there. But it's just like, the altar call is not for just the sinners. Yeah. Right. First of all, uh, there's a reason why there's an altar call. It's for somebody else. It's you stepping out in your loneliness and just saying, I need help. Yeah. But, but there's also people that turn that, man, there's so many different ways of saying it. People that can turn anything into like, oh, look at me. I'm so humble. Like, look at how humble I am because I'm coming out on stage every single week. Like, just so you guys can pray for me. Like, I'm, you know, this, oh, that brings me back to, to the humility book by Andrew Murray. The humility, uh, what's it called? Um, the humility book where it says that that the, in today's age, the humility aspect, there's three different humilities. And this humility aspect of I need to keep sinning to show God that I'm humble to come back to God in repentance. Mm. And it's the lie of the devil. Like you right. know, the God, whenever he said it is finished, it mm. is finished. Amen. People. Yeah. Come on. So um, just to get that out of the way. Yeah. Anyways, what you were saying, I'm sorry. Oh, no. no that, that just threw so, me off. I was just like, I would just, it just instantly kicked me back to the time where I was just like, oh, yeah, Lord. I remember like I was like, hey, yeah, I'll come to every altar call just because I want to feel that presence. And then, you know, rebuked. I, I, I'm, the Lord's really tying this topic in. And this was not even planned. But in everything Not happening right right now with, um, you know, uh, racial wars, I, I, if we want to put it that way, 
like, you know, the Lord's tying this in with what's happening in our country and just like worldwide with like, you know, hate and all this stuff, how, you know, the Samaritan that helped, right? It's like that man had all the rights from like the position of like where he was coming from, his image, his self-image, his position, if you might want to even put it that way. But despite all of that, he still chose to help while all these other people, they're like, hey, I'm this guy. I can't help this man who's beat up and been robbed and everything, you know, who, you know, you would think they would help because he's from the same area, right? Same area, same culture. Same, same. culture, right? So it, it's just like this parallel that the Bible shows like, hey, it's not about who you are to help this person don't let your title get in the way don't let your culture don't let your your religion get in the way i was watching this thing um that uh i forgot her name um uh, magdalene not magdalene uh she's like a, a really old lady she's a nun and she helps a lot of people like oh yeah, yeah i just, I just uh, saw it yeah too uh, i forgot her name but anyways uh the story goes like this so she uh found that there was a family a huge family in need mm -hmm. And this family is Hindu and she's Catholic. Um, and, and, and someone came to her. Yeah. Yeah. And so she found out that this family is in need. So she took her rice and she went to this family to go give it. So she gives this rice to this family who's in need and hungry for like, you know, have months or I don't know how long it's been. But basically this lady, what she does is something unexpected. She takes the rice, she divides it in half, leaves a portion for her family, takes the rest of the rice and just goes outside and the lady who you know initially gave the rice uh she's like where did you go and where where did you take this rice she's like well you see there's another family who's muslim and they're also been starving in hunger and she basically it, it this story just shows like hey i'm from a different culture but i can still correlate with you i can still feel you out and have sympathy and empathy and still be from a, a place of humbleness and meekness put my whole you know positions my beliefs aside but just walk out jesus to you right even though these are hindus but like you know those christian principles of like hey you're in need i will give you my cloak i will give you my you know sandals my food whatever i'll help you feed you because whatever you do to one of these little ones you do ultimately to me mm. so this is um <laughs> our ultimate desire our ultimate standard is christ right christ gave endlessly and he didn't receive that much. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, oof, this is uh, this is too tricky to put you put out the way it's formulating in my head right now. But let's let's say this, okay? I'm gonna say it easily. If you're being built up by man, you will fall by man. Yes. Okay. If you're being built up by God, you will you will not be able to fall by man. Mm. Uh, reason being is that. Um, when seeking help, are you seeking help from man or are you seeking help from God? When receiving help, are you receiving help from man or are you receiving help from God? When giving help, are you giving help mm. to what's called from a man, from yourself, or are you giving help from God? Right. You know, this is um, the big paradox because we like to help. We also like to receive help. Right. And we like to be built up on other people's praises mm. but our ultimate goal is build up on god's praises and if so if christ is our standard he gave everything not for just the jews but for the whole entire world right he didn't receive everything from the whole entire world he asked for help a lot but what we saw a lot of times is when people were not able to provide their main training point was still going back towards god so to reiterate what you said um when you're receiving as in jesus would receive right he's receiving from a place of meekness and humbleness and when you're giving from a position of how jesus would give you're you're giving from a place of hey i'm not in lack because i know where my source comes from it's Amen. coming from heaven yeah. so meaning i'm not giving from my paycheck i'm giving it from the lord's paycheck <laughs> yes. you know but also um we cannot like yes we will need help Right. And this is what the, this whole entire discussion is about is the importance of seeking help and the importance of not, not fearing that inconveniencing of another person. You're not supposed to fear inconveniencing someone else if you're in need and if you're, if you're in an endless struggle. But you're also supposed to realize that 
your help comes from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, your help comes from the Lord. Uh, how, how does the psalm go? Um, lift my eyes into the hills. And lift my help into the uh, eyes into the hills. Where does my help come from? Yeah. You know, uh, this is the reason why is that even though you're looking for people, you're looking for the Christ inside of people. There's there's really easily like I've been burnt a few times where I went to a person that was in power and that was going in authority and they burnt me. And so I got hurt and then God turns it against like turns it and he's just like, well, did you really get hurt from them or did you get hurt because you didn't really come to the right person? You know, and so this is I'm so I'm sorry, this might get really twisted and confusing, but this is just being raw and on the spot. Um, yes, sometimes you might not receive the right help because you didn't come to the right people. Yeah. And the people that you come to, if uh, if you're sensing that they, they they're not fully committed to helping or they're not they're they're not in the right position to help, just stop it at that and walk away. It's better for you to walk away and go to somebody. And if you ever need to reach out, reach out to any of us. Okay. If you're going through help, if you're going through depression, suicidal ideation, anything like that, reach out to us because we, what I can tell for, from experience is that whenever somebody comes up from suicidal thoughts, they're not looking for your advice. Right. They're looking for an answer. Yeah. Okay. They're done. They've tried all the, all the mm. things. They tried all the problems. They tried all the solutions and they come into a point where, my life is worth nothing. And then you as a Christian, whenever that, that happens, yes, you can give them like, you know, little uh, social therapy sessions and all these things, which are, which is great. But then there's also a point where you can give them the true God. Come on. Yeah. I, so this is great that you, you basically transitioned without, I was going to ask the question. So what happens when you go and you're, you're there, but you just get this, like, what was that? What happened? I, I I'm asking for help. And that just, that just made it worse. Well, that's kind of like... So this is that perfect transition into so many people, they, they don't really talk about that. As in, even there, even sometimes where a spirit-led pastor, a spirit-led le- leader, sometimes, well, they can, first of all, they can have a bad day. That's, that's yeah, reality. That's true. That's so true. The other thing is sometimes they can just, they can be speaking from what God is telling them. And they can just simply be misunderstood. That happens too. Where it's That's just, true. it's just cultural true. things. It's maybe he used like maybe his, he's using some slang and that was misunderstood. Maybe he was using a certain phrase and mm-hmm. then and someone had a bad, you know, and, he, and maybe wasn't fully sensitive to things like that can happen. Yeah. But but it's fantastic. I love that you said it's because ultimately at the end of the day, when you're looking for help, what you're doing is you're 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 seeing, hey, Daniel. I, can you pray with pray with me? I need your help. I need God to work through you. And that's what you're saying. You're like, I need God. You're not like, and that actually frees you up so much because yeah. when you know that you're seeking God in a way that it makes it easier to come up to Daniel because I won't be thinking like, man, I remember Daniel that one time. Peace, <laughs> Daniel, that, you know, can God really work through him? You're like, no, no, no. It ain't about Daniel. It ain't about, about Vasily. It was Come never on. about it. It's like, I need Jesus. And I, and, and I realized that, like, I think at this moment, God is saying that you need to reach out. Right. So it's not about Daniel, because you'll never find a perfect, so so many people, and I, and I, I'm, I hope that uh, your viewers are not like this, but so many people that are just obsessed with, you know, this church exposed, this church exposed, this, everyone's exposed and everyone's a sinner. And, yeah. and every, everybody, and, and it's like, they're so focused on how wrong every preacher is. That they're, they're they can't they even look the, at they miss the truth. They can't even look at how right Jesus is. Whoa, bro, <laughs> say that again. So they're they're fo- so they know everything <laughs> is wrong about those preachers, right? Yeah, they can't even hear what's right about Jesus. Come and those on. preachers, even though they're and even Jesus, let's be real. Even Jesus said, you know, the Pharisees, you know, listen to what they say, Don't but do, do not do, do what they do. Mm-hmm. Even Jesus said, like. People who are not right. perfect can still share a good message. Come on. And it doesn't necessarily. So Jesus was not like, guys, you know, the most important thing about being a Christian is to expose all those false teachers. They're there. That's true. There are right. false teachers. And Jesus was, trust me, he, he would. You he know, dealt with them. He dealt, he with, dealt them. with them. But at the end of the day, you're a Christian to know Christ. Right. That's it. So when you oh. come up to somebody, you're like, hey, 
I need Christ. Can you help me as I'm searching him? Can you be a part yeah. of my search for Christ? That's why I'm because talking Because that, that takes the responsibility away from them. And and if, yeah, absolutely. And if they do mess something up. It's not about them. It's not about them. And even if they do answer wrong. It's not about them. You're still going to come back to Jesus. Right? Yeah. The big, the big ultimate goal is it's all about Jesus. Come on. <laughs> uh, but no. The, do you want to expand this, on that though? Yes, on on what, do you, about, what you do when things go wrong? Well, in, in the, what's in, called? Uh, okay. Just from my place, my heart, my thing. Just say it, Rob, bro. I have, I have a secret place and there's a reason for it. Okay. There's a reason why God dwells in the secret place. There's a reason why he works with me in the secret place is because mm. even when the disciples messed up, they came back to him privately. Mm. You, have to, you have to realize that word in Matthew 17, chapter 17, they came back to him privately. Yeah. You know, they messed up in front of the people. Mm-hmm. And the, the the father of the boy came up to Jesus and said, "I brought this boy to your disciples. Yeah, they could not heal him. Yeah, this Je- is funny Jesus thing. is like scratching his head, like no, he Paul or whoever, right? He's no, like, no, no, Paul's not yet. No, no, no but yeah, no, you know, but, but, but you know Jesus, I mean. Jesus turns around and he says, "You perverse and in, in what's oh, called generation, how long shall I be with you? You know, this is the reason, like." Like then the disciples came to him privately and they're like, teacher, what did I do wrong? You know, and so like that privately took effect in my life and it took hold that even if I went out to somebody else, somebody else and even if I asked for help, if that help that I asked and I got their answer instead of God's answer back and it just completely that just like tried to destroy me rather than build me up, you have to take everything back to God. This Come is the on. important, like the reason why he's God is, and the reason why Christ died for you is to have a relationship with you, not to have a relationship with you through your pastor. Yes. So good. Okay. There's a reason why there's a relationship with you. There's a, there's a still small voice that's speaking and that's the voice of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes he can be pounding through the doors. Okay. He's, he's there for a reason. Right. And that voice of the Holy Spirit is there to guide you, to lead you, to comfort you, to love on you, to wrap you around with that comfort of blanket of love. And so whenever that happens to me, whenever that happened to me a few times, um, what happens is even now, if something happens, I take it back to God because I had to learn that I have to bring it all back to God. Because even if Greg speaks from his heart and even if Greg speaks from the Holy Spirit, if I take his speech from the Holy Spirit and I run with it, I'm running off of his speech from the Holy Spirit. Right. But if I take his speech from the Holy Spirit, bring it to the Holy Spirit and say, is this you? Mm. And the Holy Spirit is like, yes, that is me. By confirming through the word or just straight up saying, that's me. Come on. Okay. Because he he speaks. If he's Jesus. able to say that yes. like that, then you're able to run not from Greg's word from the Holy Spirit. You're able to run from your word from the Holy Spirit. What you're ultimately in summation, I guess you can say is Jesus dealt with those people, the Pharisees and everybody else that he thought were false teachers, you know, from a position of honor. Right. He he dealt with them in private, like even the not like they're not Pharisees, but like the apostles, he dealt with them in private. What that tells me is when you do that, you're honoring that person. You're not like, hey. Let's just cast you out into in front right? of everybody. Yeah. But no, he he did he did he, he did, did he, he did, did call do the Pharisees. Yeah, out he by did name publicly. But publicly. But there, but there's a reason why he did that. He did it's it because re- the Pharisees put themselves up so high. Right. And they were they need to be chopped yeah, down obviously. to, to a low. Yes, yes. But the reason why um, the importance is for the disciples, and because we are disciples of Christ, right. we are little Christ, the reason why we need to run back to pr- him privately is that if we don't run back to him privately, then we will be living our whole entire world, uh, lives from Greg told me this, Daniel told me this, Andre told me this, you know, Pastor told me this, and I'm living yeah. off of people's foundations yeah. rather than living off of him. Right. And yes, you, when you need help, there's a reason why you have a body. That body is the body of Christ. Mm. Okay. And that body of Christ does what? It edifies you. Yeah. And true edification takes place when you take that word, come back to your secret place, and that word takes root through the power of the Holy Spirit. I hear the Lord right now just saying, don't go to the loan sharks to get your money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't go to the loan sharks because trust me, they're going to come back and, and bite yeah. you back. Yep. Um, but to summarize and to bring it all to a conclusion, um, Actually, this is. Uh, do you want to end this? Since, uh, so since, actually, you're, since you're here as a guest, I want so to. So I actually, wow, thank you. Uh, silly. Bro, honestly, you're kind of become like a regular. So, like, 
so yeah it's an honor to be here but Vasily I love how you worded that I actually was gonna say I was gonna kind of jump in and say some of those things too where the reason why God speaks to other people is to be a channel for you to kind of connect what they said and he wants you to take it home and just kind of process it with him alone yeah and honestly lately I've been actually I've talked to quite a few people and I just remember every time saying listen this is what I believe God is telling me to tell you this please go home and talk to God about this yourself mm. yes yeah because the the thing is it's so easy to just be like oh this person had a vision oh this person but it's kind of like that's not the point that's not the point of these gifts it's not the point just to make this big the point is it's a transition for from to take God wants you to take what happens in this public sometimes and he wants you to transition that into the secret place. He wants you to take that, the yes, word. Lord. And it's kind of like, if all you, if you're just living from, you know, these Sunday services or from these, these big, like, I'm or sorry, experience from experience. Yeah. The thing is, and I love that, that, oh yeah. Yeah. Past Francis Chan said this. Oh, and uh, you know, this person said this. Oh, what and I was at this one con uh, uh, conference, but it's like, wait, wait, wait hold on. Uh, do you know what Jesus said? Like, do, have you, do you talk to Jesus? Right. And, um, and the reality is the biggest testimony, I will always say this to, to, uh, you know, to, to everybody, the biggest testimony is you having that relationship with Jesus, like, you know, personally. And when people see what God does in your life, and I, so many times I can't even count, I've, I've talked to someone about maybe from another religion or something and they're like okay well, again, why you know you seem to really be passionate about god like how can you say this religion or this that and we'll talk about kind of the apologetics of it but for some reason it, it, it almost it hits different and they really get blown away yeah, when i say something something when i say something simple simple like oh i know jesus uh because i talked to him this morning and they kind of look at me like what <laughs> are you nuts <laughs> and i'm like and the weird thing is for some reason, when I was talking about the philosophical, the deep stuff where it's, I mean, apologetically, I'm talking about back, but they can the things they can, they can argue. And, and to be honest, and they're usually not impressed. Yeah. Right. But the weird thing is I've had so many people that uh, they never, although they gave me the look, I don't know why they took me like a hundred times more seriously at that point. And then they're like, honestly, dude, I'm actually interested in what you're talking about. Yeah. How, how do, for some reason, well, and, and, and I know you've guys said this before, but you can, you can't really explain Jesus. Let's be real. You can you can try. We we try to make these, you know, analogies. We use we use parables. It, it kind of gets close. Well, that's it, why it's kind of close. But you, you can't explain Jesus. You can experience Jesus. That's that's the reality. Um, you know, Catherine Coleman. Um, she had a meeting one time, and she was uh, as she was, she came out on stage, and she was moving, and everything else was going on, and then. She stopped and the whole audience went silent and uh, everything just went numb and they just hear like a, like you could hear the drop in, but you hear her sobbing and she just cries out, do not, um, what's the hurt? Oh, what's the word? When you hurt the Holy Spirit. Quench. Do not quench when you um, do something against the Holy Spirit. Mm. And she's just like, do not hurt my love. You know, and that's the personal relationship that she had with the Holy Spirit, personal relationship that she had with Jesus at that moment where she was just like, what hurts him hurts me because I feel I like I he's the love of my life. He's my bride's bridegroom. And that becomes like a living flame, you know, where where, where you whenever you see something that, that somebody's hurting and you're just like, I'm hurting for them, not because I'm hurting, but because Christ is hurting for them, too. You know, and so she's when she was saying to that, it's just like, do not quench the Holy Spirit, do not, do not hurt him, do not blaspheme against him. What she was saying is that the connection that she was having with the Holy Spirit at that point was so strong that whenever somebody did that, it wasn't just hurting the Holy Spirit, it was hurting her because he's the love of her life. Just like if something her would happen to Sarah, it would hurt oh. me even more. Um, but actually, that's that's a completely whole different topic. Yeah, I, just, I realize we but yeah, that, that that's going on differently. Uh, anyways, guys. Uh, this will be the end of this this deep this talk. This was fun. I this like really this. Fun. This was really fun. Yeah. Um, and if if the last quote just went over your head, just just let yeah. it just let it slide. I just it's I'm reading a book, so it just came up. <laughs> yeah. I 
I can't wait till the next episode we do. Um, also, we were just talking before this, just kind of give you guys a little sneak peek if you listen to the end of this. We want to do uh, an episode um, with basically our whole Beatside fam, our, mm-hmm. our group, and just have like Masha, Solomia, my brother Andre, Greg, Vasya, all of us will just sit down and, you know, just talk about the family dynamic. Um, that's what the Lord's kind of like giving us and how we've been growing through it and stuff. So yeah, let us know what you guys think about that idea. Um, if you're interested in that, um, yeah. in comments or whatever, uh, share this with your friends, um, that, you know, you think that need this kind of stuff. We honestly, today I was speaking with Vlad Blizniuk about, um, dreams. The Lord like revealed it to him and he posted on his story and I'm like, bro, that's so crazy how like you're all the way there in, in sync with like what the Lord yep. revealed to us when we were with David speaking about the importance of dream. And yeah, guys, just be big dreamers. Big. Um, uh, yeah, that's that's big, the big dreamers. And the, the, my biggest thing I want to ask, uh, ask to just lead off of this is that if you're going for something where you need help, don't be turn afraid. to the person next to you Yeah, and share your heart. And not to ask from him, just say, I'm asking from the Christ that's inside of you. Come on. And then they won't be able to help you, but yes, Christ Lord. that's inside of them will be able to help you. Mm. So I want to leave you guys off of that. Be blessed. We love you. We we love we, you guys. We give, we give so much thanks to you. <sighs> Amen. Woo. Amen. See ya. All right. One second. Hold on.